friends and fickle enemies and welcome to Fumble Through, Fumble Fumble through. through, a podcast that spent most of its childhood unaware that Penny from Inspector Gadget was from the future and carried around an iPad. What Just- the... Yeah, think about it. Penny always had this book that she could go anywhere and look up anything and it was just like a pad. And then Brains had electrodes that came out of his collars. He was a robot. Inspector Gadget, I don't even know what he is from the future. He's some type of mimic. Like... <laughs> I just thought Penny had one of the best Funkin' Wagnalls I've ever seen. No. Penny had like a computer, like a laptop computer, and then you're like, oh, that's not actually a laptop. And then you're like, oh, it's an iPad. Oh. Yeah. Or or, or if it's Lindsay, some kind of non-Apple product. Thank you. It's that what's that lady from Britain who puts out an album when she at certain ages of her her life? Yeah. Oh god. That was great. I really enjoyed that one. I'm so upset with myself before I get to that. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for crossing the swamps of doom and braving the tunnels of horror just to be here in the Fumble Factory with us. As always, we saved you a great spot at the table. So get your dice trays out, rescue that D20 from Dice Jail, and come on board as we spend another hour or so adventuring with Reg, Miles, and Flopsy. Speaking of someone who fell in love in jail... It was only a couple of days, and I got let out in technicality. Um, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for all those uh, following the cavalcade. Did you know? Did you get him? No, not yet. But I think it's because he speaks multiple languages. Ooh. So I'm going to try and learn how to say Henry Cavill coming and showing some of the, the what four. What languages does he speak? He, he is rumoured to speak nine different languages. What? But really? he is fluent in four, which is English, obviously. Okay. French. Ooh. Um, Spanish and Italian. Wow. Does anyone speak any of those languages nope. here? Or do I've I got actually... a smattering of French, but no, nope. don't speak I'm not any of these there. languages. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you'd said Dothraki or Klingon, <laughs> yeah. or... can you say um, Henry come play fumble through in French? I think you'd have to say Henri, right. not Henry, because French sounds elvish to me. <laughs> okay, that's some some homework for me. I'm going to butcher that. That's going to be worse than the song. <laughs> Oh, uh, I, yeah, I beg to differ. Yeah, there's a low bar. There's a low bar. <laughs> so it's time once again for that ever popular segment that gets our brains thrashing, our tongues wagging, and our bowels moving. If you have an idea for a dicey question, please send them in. And for those of you who have taken the time already, we thank you. But the tide is heading out on the last plentiful wave that you sent us, and we need more. So if you can take a moment, think of something that you'd like to talk about, even send us your answer so that we can read out as part of our dicey question segment send us your questions send us your comments send us anything because we are running out of content and i am sick of asking these guys for questions that make my head go crazy part of this for us is to get to know you out there to build this community of role-playing misfits and gibbering mouthers so drop in and send us a line and email us at fumblethroughpodcast@gmail.com. anyway this week's our dicey question is from a favorite of the show ashley would you like to say it Lindsay? ashley ashley who asks, what fictional character would you bring back from the dead? Tell us the story. Fictional character. I guess that there are some prerequisites here because, Luke, you always ask me to define the question I didn't write. But first and foremost, they're fictional. Second, they're Which, dead. Third, you got to bring them back. Like to life or like as a zombie? <laughs> Again. <laughs> I have no parameters here. You've just got to bring them back. Mm. Ashley stumped the table. No, I would go with Bruno Battlehammer from the uh, Dritz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, oh no, he didn't die. He did <laughs> die and then he already came back. Yeah. Twice. Right. Spoilers. I'm not up to where he's died yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go with Flint from the, <laughs> from the uh, Dragonlance series. Okay. Uh, very sad death, terrible death, terrible. I'd love him to come back. He was patriarch of that storytelling. Now, Flint, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Flint die of a heart attack? 
Uh, no, I think he died of disappointment. In Tasselhoff? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was a heart attack. Yeah. yeah. And Flint, Flint was one of those deaths that hit home because it was just so normal. It was, it was out not, of the blue. Yeah. It was an everyday. He, yes, he just got old and yeah. life caught up with him. And yeah, I think that's, you know, he, he deserved a, a more stern like death. What's the story behind him coming back, Brett? So uh, I think what happens is when Tasselhoff fights the devil to save the land and bring back the magic, that the rift in magic breaks open and brings mm-hmm. back Flint uh, as a young young dwarf, not as an old dwarf, and he yep. gets to live his full life again with a land full of magic, not a land bereft of magic. Tasselhoff. Tasselhoff. Is he the, char- is he the character with the black horse with the one red eye that kind no. of goes? Okay. No, he's the little. <laughs> he, he does say, "By your commander." Yeah, he's a little Kenda who some people might say is one of the most annoying characters in fiction, and I love him dearly. Yeah, he's something Justin would make at a table. He he very much is my type of constantly character. turns up with other people's stuff in his pockets. Doesn't know how to get how he gets them, but he saves their bacon on more than one occasion. I really mm. struggle with this because I'm a big part of storytelling where deaths are a big part of making the story and the journey worthwhile, Mm -hmm. like making the struggle real. So I really struggle on going, okay, who do I think died unfairly and needs to be brought back for? It doesn't have to be unfair. Well, even so. Everyone thought Gandalf died. Yeah, the thing I'm struggling with this is the the how that story would fall out because, Mm. I mean, my my first uh, choice was Mm Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, oh no! Hang on! No, that was me that died the last time I watched Spider Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, it was actually Boromir in um, in Lord of the Rings. But mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, I would love for that character to come back. But I have no idea how that would work because, like you say, that's a pivotal point in the story mm. of, of mm. Fellowship of the Rings when he dies and um, everyone else grows because of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I was absolutely heartrended. I should have realised it's Sean Bean. He dies and everything. He's in. Um, but I, yeah, it was really difficult to watch that scene. Mm. I thought it was very, very good. But well, so- how come he has to come back as Boromir that you knew? Like you said before, why doesn't he come back as a zombie? Maybe Sauron brings him back to life and he becomes an opposer of the ring going to Mount Doom and, mm. and starts chasing after the, the hobbits and then brings the Gondor people on board on his side and then oh. they finally kill all the hobbits. Now, did you see what I did there? That's exactly how I get away with not reading the rules. <laughs> Actually, just crack the door open just a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, and he just was a running. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> true. I can't help myself. Saying that then, um, I can't remember his name. One of the snow guys. Jon Snow? <laughs> no, he didn't die. Malcolm Snow. The other one. <laughs> the Jack right. Frost? Snow Piercer. <laughs> the, the one that was- Olaf. The, I'm really invested in him. Snow business uh, like um, show business. That guy Snowden. He wasn't actually Snow. He was a Stark. Um, Rob? Rob Stark, yes. Tony. Yes, Rob Stark. <laughs> Tony Stark. Nothing to do with Snow. <laughs> yeah. You know, the one that wasn't the bastard. His death was brutal, right? Because oh, the, the Red, Red Wedding. Wedding that yes, is, because that's a tough scene to watch. He had finally, it, like, he had finally come to the, his peak as a character had, when he had dealt with all this crap and stuff. And I guess that's why they killed him off. But I would have loved him to see come back. As vengeance incarnate. Uh, what are the red, like the red, the red lady? What, the the grey lady. Yes. Yeah. That we never, we will never see what came out of her because he will never finish that freaking book. Yeah. Mm. And but, uh, um, the rumors abound that that is Catelyn Stark. Yes. Yes. So yeah. that was the uh, the yes. whole thing of that was that that she was going to come back as mm. a as a walker. But I would love to see him as a uh, just you know raised by like the burning god, and all he does is. Kill the people that. Yeah. I've got another one. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'd love to see Yoda come back to life. He didn't die of old age and take his rightful place at the head of the clone army. <laughs> As a general. As a general. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, so he stops being a Jedi. No. <laughs> what about instead of a general, Grand Admiral? Toph. Grand Admiral <laughs> Yoda. Tarkin. That's Moff. Oh, I think, I think Yoda would. Do well coming back. I think, you know, his journey was a short one. We didn't see a lot of it. I'd love to actually see Yoda's origin story and how he joined the Jedi, and I think you could bring Yoda back that way. Yeah, isn't that um, Baby Yoda in The Mandalore? No, that's Mandalore. He's Mandalore. He is Mandalore. He is Groot. Saying that, though, Darth Vader coming back 
would be pretty cool. He was already a zombie, so how are you going to bring him by then? He's just more robot. <laughs> He's more robot than but man. I kind of feel like if he had, um, you know, survived a little bit mm. and kind of took on a bit of the training of the new generation alongside Luke Skywalker, maybe Luke could have stayed a bit more of the kind-hearted young boy that he once was rather than the jackass. Purple milk drinking. Yeah, yeah they're, blue milk. they're not counting as far as I'm concerned. Blue milk. So the, the question I've got around Star Wars, and we always hit, hit debates here around Star Wars, so here I go again. Aren't they, they haven't died because they're force ghosts. Yeah. They're there. They can interact with him. They can, they're standing right there. Because they uh, really extended that into like you can physically interact. Yeah, once upon Luke a- catches the lightsaber as Ray is throwing it into the yeah, fire. He so. projects himself. Once That's not canon, you just said. Yeah. I never said that was canon. I said that the movies weren't canon. I'm just saying in the movie, yeah, they did this. They, they did. I didn't say that except itself yeah, yeah. was canon. Yeah. But yeah, the Force ghosts are around and, and in a version of that movie where there's a Nyub Yub song <laughs> right at the end, which is fantastic. And I did find over the week a YouTube video of a guy who does lounge versions and one of his lounge versions is Nyub Yub. Nyub Yub. Oh, Richard yub. Cheese. What? Richard Cheese. Is that his name? Yes, Richard yes, Cheese. That is his name. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah. He does a whole heap of covers. He's, yeah. he's been doing it for a long, long left. time. Oh, he's really amazing. Really All swing. Wonderful. Yeah. So I'm just hearing now that ghosts are alive from you, <laughs> Justin. No longer can they be generals in an army, and in fact, they're alive when they're ghosts. <sighs> yeah, Whoopi Goldberg's on daily television. She was in the movie Ghost. No, I guess the Queen's still around. No, she's lizard, <laughs> like Zuckerberg. She she just sheds her skin. <laughs> I don't think she's done that for a while. It looks like it's no, ready yeah, to fall off. Yeah, well, she's under a lot of uh, media pressure pressure at the moment, so she can't get away with it. I am all out of yeah. babes. She looks very bathing. raw usually when she's done it. So yeah. What about you, Justin? Have you got a a notable fictional? Death that can be resurrected in a, in a way that's notable. I do, but I really don't understand how this is going to change because this this is a pinnacle moment. Um, I just want to take you back to a, a movie. It's about the, the it's the first five minutes of a movie that this happens in, and there's a man and he proposes to the love of his life. They go on some dates and they grow old together, and then at some point she dies, uh, leaving him in a house alone. But I want to reverse that and have her not die. So when a little boy in a scout's outfit comes to the front door, the old man kicks him off the porch because he's an angry person anyway. And then they come and they give them lots of money and they live happily ever after in a mansion because they paid them out. And he doesn't have to hold on to the house and go on an adventure where there's a talking dog. With lots of balloons. With lots of balloons. Squirrel. I knew it was up. What's up? What's up? Yeah, that's a good story. That would work. That would change the outcome there. It would change the outcome. Yeah. Wouldn't make a movie. I didn't say it was a movie, did I? It's a series of novellas that are told in prose. All right, I think it's time for us to pivot and get back to our game. We are going to go deep into the Siege of Serpents, getting back into the Pathfinder Society module. Where you last left it, you were standing, the four of you with Amriel, were all standing in a bit of a field around the Pathfinder Lodge where all hell has broken loose and some kind of invaders that you haven't been able to identify have started to attack, attack the lodge. You've moved yourselves in sort of towards that northeastern side of the of the lodge grounds as you started to walk into there and on the way you went into an open clearing where you found a whole heap of innocents the workers the guys who are bartenders the run of the mill workers of the pathfinder you know who I'm talking about. We're all in danger because the menagerie- The staff. The staff. That's the word that I was looking for. The staff are all uh, akimbo because um, some animals had gotten out of the menagerie, two of which the pards, which were uh, which were phasing and porting through you, doing a whole heap of fire damage, were taken down quite deftly by you. One of them was killed by Reggie's foot, hence the name the Reggie Three, and the other one was slumbered, slumbered and shackled by Miles. Um, At that point, you are standing there when uh, you see a small man, a gnome, come up to you. His big nose kind of red. You see his eyes have a wildness to him and his hair's a little uh, all over the shop. I'm sorry. (laughs) And he says to you, 
he says, thank you. Thank you for your valor. Um, look, there, there, are, there are people all over the place that are running from animals. The animals, they've gotten into the menagerie. You've got to go south. They're, they're in the menagerie. Save the animals. Something bad will happen if they let them all out. I already saw an elephant. Oh my God, is that the emu? And he runs off after an emu that is, uh, that is just coming past, letting you know that the menagerie to the south is obviously under attack. Now you can continue in the northeast or you can pursue the menagerie. It's up to you. I feel like we're we're really being steered towards the menagerie. I'd like to do a sense motive on that gnome and see if that's a particular interest oh. of the gnomes and he oh. wants us to do it because it's particularly important to him or if there's a real threat there that would supersede the other threats. I don't even fucking understand that question. <laughs> he wants to know if the gnome's a real gnome or someone trying to get us. No, I'm going... To- how the fuck can you discern that from somebody's conversation? I just rolled I a 20. Lo- I rolled a natural 20. I would like to 20. know what his motives are as to whether he's really concerned about the menagerie or whether he's just a little bit concerned. <laughs> he says he's concerned about the menagerie, but is it true? I don't see a problem, Justin. Let's just let him roll and see what happens. Okay. Go. <laughs> I, I'm just now wondering why they would call it sense motive if you can't sense the fucking motive of a person that comes next to you. <laughs> I just want 20 for to sense motive. That's 26 on sense motive for me. 26 on sense motive. You think that he's worried about the menagerie and all the animals that are chasing, currently cha- around you, chasing people around the Pathfinder area. But Justin, is you, he really worried? <laughs> you've already seen a giant no. elephant. You've seen two pards that have attacked you. You've seen people running away. Away from different animals. Hang on, are the pods from the menagerie there? Yes. We just killed the menagerie animals. One, not two. One of them's. Oh, now I feel really bad. Just the female. She's pregnant. (laughs) The point I'm trying to make is we're in the northeast section and there were some incursions up there. Yep. Is that settled and should we go to the south, which is. No, there's shit going on all around here. And then that's where I'm going. Is it more urgent? Does he think, does that guy go, it's, you should absolutely drop this. This section's under control enough. Come to the menagerie. Otherwise, everything goes to shit. Uh, no, he never said anything's under control. He just said all these animals are coming from the menagerie. They probably need help. Can we see people under threat right now? Doesn't mean you have to drop everything, go there now. So in front of you now, you have the choice. You can go south to the menagerie or you can continue to to explore the northeast. You can even go to the northwest if you want. It's up to you guys. I'd like to go to the menagerie because I just like the word menagerie and I like hearing it as much as possible. I'd prefer to call it the Nicky Menagerie. (laughs) So the menagerie. (laughs) Do, Do we bring the cat? The corpse? No, the live one. Oh, nah. You're right. Okay. Amount of uh, amount of manacles. He said he wanted to help us to save the animals. I I, I don't have yeah, any take, take my manacles. I've got some manacles. You can replace that one with. Oh, thank you. I'll take these on these cats. Fine. Are we heading to the butchery? Yeah. Is that what we're doing? If you are, well, the, to get to the menagerie, you actually have to go to the southern end of the grounds. Uh, that'll take about. You know that it's going to take you about ten minutes to get there. So it's up to you where you want to go. Okay, we'll do the menagerie for it later. But we're here. Let's just make sure this is all good. All right. And then go to the menagerie later. Kill that other cat and let's do it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, what are you going to do with the cat? We can't go anywhere, right? You want you, me to kill it? No, 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 no. So you just leave the cat here or are you going to do anything with it? You're going to skin it? No, no, no. What no, I'm getting at is I want you to skin its, it. Put the corpse right. of its partner right in front of it. <laughs> so it opens its eyes <laughs> yeah, directly. That's the first thing it sees. The corpse of its partner. That's the last breeding pair. But without the coat on, you wanted the coat of the other one. So right? skinless, yeah. yeah so <laughs> skin it first. <laughs> skin the cat. Go on. You, you wanted a coat, Reg. I might take a paw for like, you know. <laughs> of the live one or the dead one? Both. All right. So you find yourselves with a choice in front of you. There, there is a sleeping cat in front. I don't know whether you're just going to leave it. It's not really like there, there's so much going on here that nothing's really going to be able to resolve itself. Like there is the shit's on fire. Like the world is on fire around you and there is stuff going down left, right and center. And you can see buildings that are being assaulted and you can see places um, even from where you are. Uh, you can see that there is the Star Hall and the Mausoleum in this area. Um, they are further away from you. So it's it's minutes between places. It's not like you can, you're just going from one place to another. And even as you're going, you're, you are passing and 
I assume that there is some combat that you get involved in that's not part of this storyline. Like you might have to uh, just lend a bit of a hand. You might have to uh, avoid a confrontation so that you can get past. All that kind of stuff is going on around you and you get from one area to the other. So it's important for you guys to figure out, are you going to go, are you going to stay the course up here or are you going to go somewhere else? Okay, let's stay the course here. Then we'll go to the menagerie. Then we'll go back to where we came from, the center bit, and then we'll go to the pub. I'd rather not waste 10 minutes getting somewhere where we can be effective here right now. Yeah, right. So what's here? Here in the northeast side, uh, you can see a mausoleum and you can also see a place called Star Hall. You know that the mausoleum is uh, a place where they inter-, inter dead bodies and the Star Hall is like an observatory. They're Star the Hall? two major buildings in this uh, zone. Yes, a Star Hall, yeah. absolutely. That's- yeah, I've had enough of Undead for a while. Let's go Star Hall. <laughs> All right, Star Hall, let's do it. All right, so you start to make your way through uh, the throngs and battles of uh, of the Pathfinders trying to protect the area. Can you just make me a percentile check for you, someone? I'll do it. Flopsy's going to be walking with his dagger out in case he gets jumped by anything. Yep. 22. 22, you manage to avoid most of the major confrontations. There's one moment where you have to duck around and just as uh, as some of whatever these invaders are, there's a, a pathfinder that shoots a fireball that lands just on the edge of you and incinerates these uh, bad guys and you continue walking past to the star hall. You get there and the outside of this large keep, was, which was designed in that uh, as Lanty architecture, it has that in mind. And you can see that there are two wings that extend from the center structure. One's got a big dome tower at the end of the uh, the east wing, and there's a smaller bronze dome over the center hall. The star hall, as you know, uh, serves as an observatory, a library, and a muse- museum for otherworldly and extraplanar objects and lore. This is absolutely the most important building in this whole precinct, <laughs> and we should uh, protect it with our lives. With okay, sorry, we should protect it with your lives. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like it, Flopsy. Right, so can we go into the building? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so you start to to walk your way up. The only entrance that you can get in, or the main entrance to the Star Hall, is from the south, and you open the doors. Entering the main entrance in the south, you find yourselves in the impressive library of scrolls, tomes, and manuals. Several display cases hold impressive objects recovered from Numeria, the land of barbarians. A curator's desk stands to your right on a raised wooden floor. Standing at the desk, you see a medium-sized creature with a face resembling a kobold humanoid mixed with a wyvern, something that you haven't really seen before. But if you have knowledge arcana, you can give me a roll right now. I'm real in a dragon form here. 27 for Flopsy. 17 for Miles. Both of you get that, as as does Amriel. You recognise this creature to be what's called a Wyvaran. So Wyvarans are kind of like dragon. Uh, the the best I can think about it to use a different rule system. They're the dragonborn from uh, from oh. the the D and D world. So mm. they have faces that look a little bit like kobolds. They're upright, medium sized humanoids with wings and tails, um, but they're very draconic in their uh, mannerisms and in the way that they they look. Its wings move, blowing the map that it's studying as it notices you. Uh, From beyond one of the Numerian display cases, you hear a voice um, in Draconic. Does anyone here speak Draconic? Nope. No. Please hold. I'm sure you do, Flopsy. I'm sure I do too. Yeah, Flopsy speaks Draconic. You hear the voice from beyond the uh, the display cabinet full of horned helmets and axes and fur-lined boots um, say... There must be a trap to treasure around here somewhere, Tasnov. If these pathfinders are as bad as they say, I feel not bad taking it. His head pokes around the shelf, noticing you for the first time, and then drawing his falchion, he says, Stop where you are. Do not come any closer. This is not a place for you anymore. You cannot stay. Leave before we must do something we cannot come back from. Get to the chopper. <laughs> it's the barbarian. Are we doing initiative? Uh, in, in draconic flopsies. Gentlemen, I think you should put your weapons down and uh, leave this building post haste. It is a building of the Pathfinders and you shall not affront it anymore. This is your one chance to leave. Stop or I'll shoot. 
You can see immediately the Wyvarans are, we do not want to engage in this. Just leave us now. Leave here. This is not your place anymore. And he pulls his, uh, you can see the other one starting to draw his falchion as well. Um, and they, they, they basically assume combat stances at this point in time, um, but they're not on the offensive or on the attack, if you, uh, if you will. Tarsnov, put your weapon away. Look, we, we are unarmed. How far away are we? Um, from them, mm. you are varied distances away. So the closest one from you would probably be about 40, not even 40 feet away. 35 feet away. We are unarmed. I will five foot foot. Gentlemen, what is it you see, Kieran? Who has sent you? Maybe we could parlay and find an equitable and reasonable solution to where we find ourselves. Okay. Can you make a diplomacy check for me as you ask that? Nope. It's unlikely Flopsy can make a diplomacy check, but he uh, doesn't do too bad on this one. I think uh, rolled an 18 for a 16. For a 16. Can I assess that or not? No, can't speak draconic. Like I, can, yeah. no. I can stand there and look, you know, dragon diplomatic like, dragon like. <laughs> <laughs> so just go back again. Tell me what you're asking there, Flopsy, as you make the. Uh, say, uh, who sent you, and what are you? What are you looking for? We don't need to come to blows. If you're looking for something specific, we could come to some kind of equitable outcome that sees us all walk away from here uh, unscathed. The the creature that is standing over the desk that obviously was poring over a couple of maps and scrolls and stuff looks up at you and he says, We are looking for maps, maps to treasure. Ah, treasure, yes. I think I saw a map just outside to the left. There's a little uh, mausoleum and in the mausoleum there's a whole, uh, one of the uh, dead bodies has maps all over it. And this is where Flopsy's mouth starts writing a check that his rolls can't cash. <laughs> Let's have a bluff check, please, Flopsy. Nice. Fuck it. 11. You can see that they're starting to get agitated by this. And he says, we are looking for treasure in here. It is us. Now leave. We will find the treasure ourselves. Uh, I, I won't have you uh, causing any disruption to this place. How much is it that would cause you to uh, be satisfied and leave? What is the amount? We want the treasure. Pathfinders have treasure and we will find the map to the treasure. Uh, Reggie charges. Okay. So Reggie just make a, a initiatives, I believe, is now where we're at. Okay. So that is a 14 for initiative for Reggie. Reggie gets a 14. What about you, uh, Flopsy? 15 for Flopsy. Ooh. Miles? 21. Can somebody please roll for Amriel? Amriel has a plus two to his initiative. Nine. Ooh. Well, I initiated the renewal. I'm going to go last. <laughs> <laughs> I'll remind you guys that Flopsy will always talk and you have to shut him up. We can't hear. We don't know what you're saying. Ah, draconic, We couldn't talk to him. Yeah. Draconic, draconic. I just draconic. had to let you go on that one. I was, hoping, on you. I was hoping you'd say misfortune or sleep and then I'd know what to do. Reginald. Yes. You start to charge, moving straight in. Which one are you going to go for? Well, There's the a guy. Closest one. Closest one. There is a guy up the stairs, and there is a guy who is behind the racks. They're both almost the same distance. So hang on, I mean, they're having to go upstairs or climb a rack. No, that's a guy behind a. So you're in a library full of racks, yeah. full of books, and he's behind one of those racks. He was studying some of the scrolls and stuff in there. That's the first guy that was talking. And the guy who's just having a discourse with Flopsy, who is on a raised wooden pedestal over a desk with maps on it, is. Uh, so he's to your. Where you're standing, he's to your right. Okay. So the one that was yippity yapping with. Um Flopsy. Okay, so you run up the, the stairs, yep. which is easily done, and you get into base to base. Okay, and I'm going to attempt to trip. Okay. No, not so. Um, with a... Mm, mm, you I might almost, have a gammy leg. I don't want to say... Can I borrow that free re-roll token? <laughs> <here>? <laughs> you might have uh, a gammy leg. Yeah, so I, I wildly misjudged this going up the stairs uh, with a... Eight. An eight 
you attempt to go to to trip this creature that's in front of you. His wings flap a little bit, keeping him off the ground. He doesn't take off, but you see him that he's quite light on his feet, um, and he steps straight over your leg as it sweeps under his legs to try and uh, to try and. Uh, Flip him over. Is there anything else you're doing this turn? Uh, that's all I can do, isn't it, with charge? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at that point, everybody else, because Reggie mm. makes that surprise round happen, and everybody now gets to act. Miles, it is your go. Um, the one that's hiding behind the racks, five yes. foot step forward, uh-huh. casting misfortune. Okay. As a, you've picked a bad move here, buddy. Right. Now this could be he fails. So he is misfortuned. Okay. And then as a bonus action, I'll cackle. <laughs> You're in for it now, buddy. Uh, and you begin to cackle. Flopsy, what are you going to do? Flopsy will walk over the sleeping person, just stand next to him and say to the other one again. There is in- no sleeping person. He hexed him. Misfortune. Oh, you misfortuned him. Yes. Oh, my, my mistake. Sorry. Uh Flopsy will say out loud, I can't throw a bomb in here. There's too much valuable information. You can't damage that, of course. Um, uh, And he's going to run up next to Reggie and try and get in a flanking position with that guy. Okay, so you can use both of your move actions to get into a flank option to with the – with the creature yep. who is up on the stands. He's the guy that you don't know his name. So, Oh, sorry. He's the guy that you actually do know his name. Tarsnov. His name's Tarsnov. Tarsnov the Snovnius. Yeah. So you get into a position <laughs> where you can flank Tarsnov. Reg, it is your go. Okay. Now, obviously, taking full advantage of the flanking. I think a bonus for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, Reginald. I, you know. Oh, you playing this game. And now, I'm damaged for the benefit of the audience. Yep. There we go. Um, so uh, I'm going to flurry. I'm going to go for kneecaps because I'm guessing they're going to be around about my height, right? Uh, so the first one is a 25 to hit. That'll hit. Oh. Denied dexterity. Denied dex. So it's a sneak attack. Fucking. Five points of damage. <laughs> okay. So boom. It's two more than normal. Well it done, is, Richard. Is, oh, well is. done. But I rolled a one on that D6. That's depressing. Okay. Second attack. Uh, no, that's not going to hit with a 14 to hit. Plus two for the flanking. 15, 16 to hit. That is not enough. Yeah. So 16 swings wide as one of your hits does ring true, but the other one does not. That brings us to the enemy's go. The enemy that is being flanked right now, you know him as Tarsnov, those of you that spoke Draconic, so you know that his name is Tarsnov. Tarsnov, with falchion in hand, brandishes it upon you, and you can see that he is going to attack you, Reg, and he's going to put all of his attack into that using power attack. Power attack. I thought it was going to be a rage moment there. Does, he does yet- a 20 hit you, Reg? No. Okay. No, it does. It does? It does, yeah. Yeah. You take 10 points of damage. Yeah, the- fuck do I. Seriously? Oh. No, you don't. Because no. it's with power attack, you it's take more, more damage. <laughs> Get fucked, you said. <laughs> Wait for it. Reg, this is an amazingly awesome blow. As the falchion strikes Tis down upon you, you, you see the blade cut deep into Reginald. Uh, the power of this blow alone knocks him uh, figuratively, not actually in rules. And you take Reg. Now, a falchion is a two-handed weapon, which means he gets times and a half on this. Oh, this is nasty. Reg, you take 14 points of damage. Oh, gee, I thought it was be more than that. Okay. Oh, Reg uh, thought it was going to be more than that. That's a lot of damage. Yeah, right? no, it is a lot of damage. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, from this creature, which then uh, five foot steps into a position where he's out of flanking and closer to his companion, he diagonally steps next to you, Reg, so out of the flanking position Mm -hmm. with Flopsy, making sure that Flopsy has to move 10 foot to be able to get into another flanking position at least. The Wyvaran behind the shelves that contain the barbarian uh, accoutrements steps out and he charges straight into you, Miles, he's going to roll twice because that's what he has to do. He rolls two of exactly the same number, which I think might not be so bad. That is going to be a 20 to hit you. That hits. 
<laughs> and it is going to, again, with these guys are nasty with power attack. They are nasty, nasty. Whew. That's going to be 14 points of damage. They are nothing if not consistent with the, uh, the damage that they are rolling. But you can see they're angry at this point in being, uh, in being interrupted looking for their treasure. And he says, we told you not to interfere. You could have helped us. And he says that in common. You told us no. What? <laughs> That's the first I've heard of it. Seeing the. Uh... <laughs> fair, fair. That's fair. Seeing the damage that these creatures do, Amriel takes a step from beside you, away from you, Miles, and uh, he begins to cast a spell. You see multiple images of Amriel pop up all around him as he casts mirror image on himself. And then we get to round number two. Miles. Miles is going to cackle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, shit, that fucking hurt. Just just go to sleep now. <laughs> He's just going to go for a, a hex strike on him. Cool. That's a, a 16 to hit. A 16 is not going to bypass his... Touch uh, his armor class. I probably should have just done the hex without the punch. Yeah, you don't actually hit into him at all. And so you have a Wyvaran that is standing right in front of you, looking very angry with a two-handed falchion, uh, ready to strike you next round. Flopsy, it is your go. Flopsy in common is going to say, Stop, we still don't need to attack. We can help you find the treasure. Diplomacy. Know that this role is much harder now that combat has been initiated. Stop, fuckface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, four minus two is a two. <laughs> okay. No, you, uh, you say something in Draconic that seems to upset him. Um, oh, sorry, I conjugated the verb. I didn't mean fuckface. I mean fucks faces. I mean, oh, no. Uh, and are you going to actually do any actions? He'll pop back into a flank if he can with- uh, With Reg? Yeah, he'll flank uh, Tarsnoff. He's five-footed away from yeah, me. So I yeah, can- so you'll have to use an entire move to get there. That'll do it. Yes, Flopsy, you can use a move action to get into flanking without provoking an attack of opportunity for this guy. I shall do so. Reg, it is your go. What are you going to do? You have a. You are now flanking uh, with- Tarsnov again, uh, and he still has his falchion out. He's still looking quite upset. Actually, if anything, he looks more angry now, and he's growling at you. We just wanted maps to your treasure. You are deceitful like they told us. Pathfinders cannot be trusted. Okay, Reggie's going to flurry, starting off with an attempt on a trip okay. for a 16 CMB. Plus two for flanking. Is oh. that flanking hit? On a CMB? <laughs> 18 CMB. 18 is not going to be enough for his CMB. That's huckity shit. Okay, so then obviously that might work, and I'm just going to try and punch him in a bollocks. Okay. <laughs> uh, with a natural 20. Oh, natural hey! 20. Nice. <laughs> He's learned from his last time trying to hit someone Nut in the bollocks. Right in the dragon eggs. Oh, I don't confirm though. So I still, you were flanking, so I still get that uh, extra D6. Lovely. Are these going to be the ones that. I'll take three that again. No, hang on. Reggie, three. Slip tape. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> three points in hour. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie, three. Wait, that's a crit. That's oh, no, a crit. You, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, confirm. didn't confirm. And I rolled a one on the D6 and a one on the D4 with a plus one for strength is three. If nothing but consistent. You can't get less than that. Oh, but this—that's true. Normal, I can not. Two is the max, not minimum usually. If it's just the D four, not without the sneak attack. Anyway, that's good content. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking gold. <laughs> we now come to the enemy's turn. There is an enemy that is uh, that is currently misfortune that is standing right in front of Miles. We're going to. Start there, I think, Miles. Um, he looks at you and he looks towards the door just behind you that is still open and he says, Flee, creature, leave us to our to our beings. We told you we did not want to get into this. 
and he swings at you. This time, the misfortune may take hold as the second dice he rolls is quite low. And with that, that is a 12 to hit you with power attack. Deflects off the uh, mage armor. All I fucking heard was... (laughs) Oh, no, he says it in common. Yeah, I know. But before, when you told me that what you wanted... You were like talking in like hisses and spits and shit. <laughs> Your leader spoke for you. I am the leader. I am Commander Miles McCarthy of the Reggie Three. <laughs> you talk to me or you don't talk at all. There's <laughs> so much in that statement. I am Commander of the Reggie Three. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And to the dangerous portion, we have Flopsy and Reg. You just hit him in the nuts, Reg. I can't see any reason That's why- That's right. i got to come in this fine. I, I can't see I any it. reason why he yep. would not be power attacking I'll take it against- on the chin. Oh, fuck. So the thing about a falchion is that a falchion has a critical range threat. Of, yeah, I know. Yep. 17, yep. 18, 19, and- oh, Sorry, I misspoke. 18, 18 19, 19, 20. And I just rolled the natural 19. <laughs> To hit you. Uh, the, what is your armor class at the moment? 17. Okay. So this is a confirm roll, and this could be very, very bad. Did you say 17? Because that's what I just rolled with power uh, attack. Oh, uh, so do you still get the negative on that? That was with the negative. Oh, okay. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been too that better. With, that was with the wishful thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I am so sorry for this, Reg. This is... Uh, this is bad, 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 bad. This is decapitation. Bad material. business, right? This is very yeah. Familiar. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not such a great die roll. Um, so that is that is thirteen points of damage, and then actually, should we, do we do cards for these guys? So he's going to take a card for for you, Reg. So okay. we're going to go straight to the card decks. I suppose you do cards for named characters. I'm the one getting critted, so that makes sense. Tarsnov. That's why I lose a foot. <laughs> My tripping monk loses a foot. So that means you're two feet? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> Reggie two. Oh, the Reggie three, tripod three. The Paizo card that I have in front of me is called Shattered Jaw from the slashing weapon that is a falchion. You take normal damage and one con damage and you cannot speak or bite until healed. The damage that you take, Reg, is going to be 13 points and you also take a negative one to con, which means that if that brings you past the threshold, you may lose even more hit points. Mm-mm-mm. Are you, you're looking in a bad way right now, aren't you? Oh, yes. Which ain't fun at all. And once again, he five foot steps now on top of the stairs uh, to get away from that flanking position. It takes both of you a five foot step to get back into flanking, but it's all he can do at this point. That brings us down to Amriel. Amriel, the sorcerer, as we now know him is going to cast a spell from his fingertips. A ray shoots out. Can somebody please roll a touch attack for me as he attempts to shoot a ray into the one in front of you, Miles? Natural 10. A natural 10. Been a while since I've been in this much trouble. Not looking too great myself. A green ray shoots from Amriel's fingertips, sparkling with negative energy, with uh, with sapping light, as a ray of enfeeblement crashes right into the Wyvaran in front of you, Miles. Can you roll a d6 for me, please? One. And you drop him one insignificant point of strength. As you can see, some of his uh, bolster even leaves out of him a little bit. And that brings us to round number three. Miles, you are at the very top. You are base to base with the guy who just got uh, rave enfeebled. I am going to use my slumber hex without the hex track. So okay. just makes the will save, please. Okay. With misfortune. You're going to hate me so much right here. Uh, but I'm going to show you something. Just read what it says on on defensive abilities. That just read what it says on defensive abilities. Uh, defensive abilities: bravery plus one, immune to paralysis and sheep. Bah. <laughs> Fuck. So you just learned something about Wyvarans, um, and and this points back to their draconic nature. As most dragons, what, dra- they don't sleep. They are immune to magical sleep. They are immune to sleep. So your hex goes off and he seems to just blink it straight away. I cackle. I'm like, oh, fuck. 
All right. Flopsy, you are currently out of flank, but it takes you a five-foot step to get into flank. Flopsy's going to wait for Reginald to have a turn. And t- Reginald, step out of the way. I'm going kaboomy. So he's just going to hold until st- Reggie steps back and then throw a flask at this guy. Cool. All right, Reg, it is your go. Okay, so um, <laughs> Reggie is going to wobble. <laughs> oh, no. no. Okay, so Reggie is going to five foot away from, but in the most, uh, uh, the best position, basically. Okay, for, so you full world's coming, whichever way is the best way. Are I'm, you are, are you meaning to move away from the creature? I'm five footing. I'm five foot stepping away. Yeah, so, so you're, you're so trying to get a five action. foot gap between you and the creature. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you move back to almost where he started. Cool. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to cast cure light wounds. Okay. <laughs> Reggie three? Fucking four. Yeah, it's a three, actually. And I rolled a three. <laughs> All right, Flopsy, it's your go. A bomb comes sailing out of Flopsy's hand. Now, it's an alchemist fire, not one of his normal okay. bombs. You are still five foot away, Flopsy, so I'm just going to- He's going to five foot back and throw this bomb. Okay. And it's a 21 touch attack to hit. That'll definitely hit. Doing- Sorry, he just had an increase in his stats. So that's going to be good. 11 points of fire damage. 11 points of fire damage to the Wyvaran. And this gentleman in front of me is now upon fire. Fire upon your person. You are on fire. So he's burning? He is, yes, on fire. All right. Uh, Draconic. Depends what colour. Are we feeling like all that went through? Yeah. Oh. It, it, we, didn't check, we didn't ask what colour. I was mm, trying to get mm. a description of him earlier, you know. White. Privileged. I have a question for you, Flopsy. Now, he is on fire right now. Is this a fire that you can put out? You could roll. You so could. He is going roll. to actually spend this round. His Full wings round start to flap um, and flicker around. You can see his entire body is engulfed in the wings as he flicks whatever the flame that seems to be upon him away from him. But he spends this entire round uh, flicking out that fire and keeping it away. He doesn't roll he- on the ground. Uh, no, he uses his wings. Oh, and so make a reflex save. He has safe. wings. And, yeah, he has wings. Make a reflex save. Uh, okay. Yep, that will be a fail. 15 to do so, otherwise you don't put the fire out, unless you roll on the ground and you get a plus two for that. Oh, so he has to make a save to do that regardless. So, yeah, it's, uh, if desired, the target can use a full round action to attempt to extinguish the flames before taking the additional damage. Extinguishing the flames requires a DC 15 reflex save. Rolling on the ground provides the target a plus two bonus on that save. Okay. So he remains on fire and he spends, still spends this entire round uh, trying to put himself out. The second enemy that is in front of you, Miles, still stands there. He's look, You even look at him and just make a sense motive check for the, uh, for the way that he seems. Zero. Since when did a D20 have a zero on it? I can't even read that thing, by the way. (laughs) That's a two with a negative two cents motive. Yeah. So you you don't really- I think he's in love with me. (laughs) You don't really get a read on what happens, but he seems to almost flinch before he he attacks you this time, but he's still going to attack even with two dice rolls. I don't think this is going to be anything near what he needs on an 11. Miss. Thank okay. God. So he and he, you you see him almost flinch, like he hesitates a bit to uh, to chop you, and then he slides down. And even with with that, you sense the idea that he's dropping the power behind his swing, and he is not really going for you with the same amount of gusto that he was. And then he says to you, "Turn and leave." No. <laughs> Good chat, fellas. Good chat. <laughs> Make me. Oh, How about you turn and leave? Amriel, with a another flurry of hands, standing right next to him uh, with a five-foot space between him and the Wyvaran in front of you, Miles, he says, I am not going to waste all my spells. Can you deal with him? And he, um, and he casts a spell that you, all of you who know uh, the arcane arts, know that this is a cantrip spell. So he's using his at-will spells at the moment. Can you please roll for me a touch attack? 15. A 15 touch attack is enough for the acid splash 
to uh, to affect. Can you roll a D3 for me, please? I'm more like a support kind of guy. I keep people alive. One. Oh, the Reggie one. Oh, no. The Miles one. Yeah, and he, you say that back to him? Yeah. And he, he kind of looks at you. His eyes flare open and he says, maybe we should get out the door. No, Reggie will pull through. It is now my round number four. Miles, it is your go. Miles is going to five foot away from this bad guy, but towards the one on the stairs, if he can. Uh, the only space that you've got still keeps you in base to base with this creature in the five foot step that Amriel. So you guys were standing in the doorway at the beginning, so mm-hmm. you can you can move back out the door. You was you're in the doorway. Amriel took a step towards the stairs, which is where the five foot gap between you and Amriel is. So you can move into that, but you're still in base to base. Can There's, I reach the other one? The only way you can go from here, where you want to get away from this guy that's in front of you, is if you back out the door. Is the one currently the other one still in misfortune range? Uh, the other one definitely is in misfortune range. Yes. I'll be like, oh, you're on the stairs. You suck. <laughs> misfortune. Oh, natural 19. Fuck. And I cackle to keep the one on the one I'm gone. Okay. Did you end up moving or no, did you stay where you, you are? No, you said I couldn't. Okay. Uh, Reg. Uh, Reggie, in his concussed state, remembers he has got a cure mod wounds uh, wand mm-hmm. about his person, so he withdraws that and fucking has a little flick on that stick. That's more like it. 14. How much healing there was? Uh, 14. And this is back together... Quite well. No, still not looking great. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, poop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Into the pooper. Um, yeah. Okay. Flopsy, it is your go. So first thing that happens is the fire from the last round uh, takes effect. That's another three points of fire damage Orky on that gentleman. Dorky. Yep. And Flopsy's unwilling to keep asking for them to give quarter at this point. He would he would go, put your weapons out one more time, but he doesn't think it's going to be effective. So he pulls now another alchemist fire, throws it at this guy for a uh, 14 touch attack. 14 touch attack is what you need. For natural fire, 11 points of damage. Oh, gross. And he's on fire again. Burn, baby, burn. All right. Let's go away, burn. Uh, your, your friend up here, Tarsov, Tarsnov, sorry, I, Tarsov. I, I hate to uh, butcher your name. He's burning quite a bit. If you put your weapons down, we can call it here um, or you can perish. Tarsnov He's- turns around and looks at you, Flopsy, five foot steps, closing the gap between you. He takes all of the power that he has and he's going to slice at you with power attack and all the rage that he has. That is the third natural 19 that I have rolled tonight. Oh, this is going to be bad. This is going to be really, really bad. And I am going to confirm that with a natural 18. Um I believe, Flopsy, that that is going to hit you. Crit. It is well into the 20s. I'm going to take another crit card. It's bad. This is really bad. You lose your tail. This is him pretty much dead. I'm not, yeah, this is bad. Oh, this is bad. The crit card that I have in front of me is a card that is called Overhand Chop. Again, slamming with his falchion with... Power attack. So this is going to be a smashingly huge amount of damage as it stands. You do double damage and 1d4 bleed. And we're going to find out how much damage that no, is no, next no. time. You are fucked uh, up. You are dead. You are so dead. You are in so much trouble right now. A crit from a falchion that is... That is... Gross. What's the maximum damage that? That is grossy, josie.